You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and Craig Barber of Roots Cafe. Uh, not only can I call Craig a, uh, a friend, but he is, um, is a chef and a restauranteer here in Charlotte. Um, definitely what you would call a community guy. Um, he has parlayed his restaurant experience into a successful food truck and catering business and uh, is now back in the restaurant biz uh, under his own shingle. Hey, welcome, Craig. Thank you very much for coming out today, man. We appreciate you uh, investing the time with us. And uh, you're, you're the proud owner of Roots Cafe and Roots Catering. Um, Craig, before we get too far here, tell us, uh, tell us about Roots Cafe. Sure. Uh, we opened Roots Cafe towards the end of June this year. Uh, it's open in the old Cluck and Cup location, which is on South End Drive, right behind the Chipotle on South Boulevard. Uh, what we were trying to do is kind of bring our uh, bring our food truck brand and our roots brand uh, to our clients. Most of our clientele is in that 28203-28210 zip code area. So uh, it kind of ended up being the perfect timing, perfect location for us. Awesome, man. Is in, in real estate, location is everything. Same as probably true in the restaurant business. Is South End prime real estate for the food and drink world? I think it's starting to be. Uh, South End has a, a little ways to go to catch up with Uptown as far as variety and Plaza Midwood as far as variety goes. Um, but I feel like Plaza, or I feel like South End, with the amount of development going on, the amount of opportunities that there are, uh, I think and the amount of built-in clientele there is, there's, it's only a matter of time before uh, it becomes a, a culinary destination in the city. Excellent, and Craig. You, um, you know, I've known you for a while, and, and when it when it all started, um, you know, right from the bottom, where it was a, it was a truck, and now you're you're owning your own restaurant. Um, you got a great opportunity to to buy out the Cluck and Cup right there in South End. Tell us a little bit about you know your first couple of months in uh, in running this restaurant. What are some of the challenges you've run into? But really, what has the success been so far? Is the traffic what you thought it would be um, with the growth in that area, especially the demolition right across with Atherton Mill? You know, I feel like that'll even bring more people you know into that restaurant. But tell us a little bit about the experience so far and uh, and, and what's been positive. I think the main challenges we've faced is. Uh, just the unknown, not knowing, not knowing what our curves are supposed to be, not knowing what our sales are supposed to be, knowing what the, we want them to be and what we need them to be, but not knowing what they're supposed to be. So um, I think that uh, over time, uh, we'll, we'll get those curves and just going through and talking to different restaurateurs that I know that have mentored me through kind of the business process and having them let me look at their sales. They've, uh, they've helped me out in realizing that we opened in the slowest part of the entire year so uh we we can't be afraid of uh what our traffic is right now we just have to keep on pushing for what our traffic's going to be and it's been really really well received we have built-in clientele right on top of us with all of the apartments in the neighborhood behind us and uh the neighborhood's been and the neighborhood and the community right around has been extremely supportive um our biggest uh our biggest successes are brunch saturdays and sundays we do a killer brunch. We need more seats for brunch, which is a good problem to have. Uh, it's the convincing the folks uh, that we're still open after 2 p.m., after 4 p.m., because I know the previous places and a lot of stuff in that kind of area shuts down right before dinner time or right after dinner time. So, but we stay open until 9 o'clock. We have beer, we have wine. It's an awesome place to hang out. We play good jams. So, um, trying to get boost that 
evening crowd is one of our big challenges as well. Very good. I I uh, I tell you, Charlotte, it, it's up and coming city. It's 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 it, it isn't necessarily synonymous with food, but but we're making some headway there. It, um, what what do you tell people about the food culture and scene here in Charlotte? I tell people that it's a it's a growing city, and we have a lot of opportunities for great food. And there is a lot of there's a few chefs doing a lot of great things. And I'm excited for the time when there's a lot of chefs doing a lot of great things. Um, there's a everybody's been to some really fantastic restaurants in Charlotte, and chances are uh, those restaurants are either owned by or the executive chef is similar to one that you've been to before. Um, so I also tell young cooks to stick around in Charlotte because they can be a small fish in a smaller pond right now where if they go to a big city like New York City or L.A. or D.C., they're going to be a really small fish in a really big pond. So I think there's so many opportunities. We have so much built-up potential energy here in Charlotte for such a great food scene. That's just a matter of time. It, and with Johnson and Wells in the in the picture, I, I would assume that helps you with your labor pool and 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 up and coming chefs and all of that. And it does, uh, yeah. Having Johnson and Wells right down the street uh, gives us the opportunity to take students in and start training them before they've actually graduated school and have developed habits or mindsets and things like that. So we can take young students and shape them to exactly how uh, the culinary industry wants to be. Excellent. And so, uh, Craig, you know, I've, I've known you and, and your wife, Jess, for, for a while and have been lucky enough to come over to your house for personally cooked meals by Craig Barber, which is fantastic. Um, I have to assume that she is your biggest critic. And so when you're cooking at home, does Jess ever tell you, wow, that wasn't that great, or maybe you should add this. I always want to feel or want to hear about when a chef comes home and cooks I feel like that has to be the best audience. So tell me, what is the difference between cooking for a restaurant and then coming home and cooking for your wife? They are completely different animals. My favorite thing <laughs> is is to cook for family and friends. Um, I like doing that so much, I turned it into a career. Uh, but cooking at home, yeah, my wife's going to be my biggest, I wouldn't say critic, but she's the most honest about what she likes and does not like about certain things, which is good because it keeps me humble. Absolutely. Um, She's totally your biggest supporter for sure, but um, that, that's that's great that she can give you that good feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, cooking for cooking for large crowds and uh, cooking professionally, it's, it's a lot more stressful than cooking for folks at home. Cooking for folks at home, it's, a, it's, an, act of, it's an act of generosity and of love, and cooking for folks on a larger scale is you have somebody who's paid for it who's looking for something wrong in it so that's the biggest challenge between the two from a challenge standpoint you know there are like you mentioned a lot of great options to eat and drink here in charlotte and it's an up-and-coming city um how do you roots catering roots cafe how are you guys working hard to set yourself apart from the competition so I always tell my staff on on both businesses, on both the catering and for the cafe, I always tell them that we're not, we don't have the bankroll that the gigantic restaurant groups or that the huge catering companies have. So we don't have the luxury of 
doing what having all of the best equipment and anything that we can have for that but what we can do is we can provide the best service and we can try our hardest and create the best food that we possibly can all of our food can always be from scratch fresh we can always have that leg up on everybody so if we provide the best personal service and the best freshest food then we're going to go to the top regardless of uh regardless of how much money we can spend on things Kind of a David Goliath mentality. There you go. Yeah. Love it. Um, and, and to go in, in uh, I guess I have the same question. You know, a lot of people in Charlotte, you'll look at a restaurant a year later, it's not there. You know, a lot of people, I think, think, hey, I'm going to go into the bar business or, hey, I'm going to open up a restaurant. And it seems like a lot of those fail very quickly. Um, what do you think the, the true keys to success are in the restaurant industry? And if someone were to, to come to you right now and say, hey, I want to open up a restaurant or I want to open up a food truck, what would your advice be to them? Uh, my advice would be, really, there's a couple things that that factor into kind of the successes and failures of, of restaurants. So there's a whole multitude of things. But uh, to boil it down, you got money's the biggest thing, money and recognition. If you are going to open a restaurant, you don't already, you're not already recognized, you don't already have at least a base of a brand going, then you have to have that money to float yourself once the... Uh, once the sales aren't coming in right away and people are still figuring out who you are. Um, and if you can do that and you can float yourself until you get past that critical moment where finally people figured out where you are, who you are, and that your stuff is good, then you'll be good to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite recommend anybody open their own uh, restaurant without brand recognition and without plenty of funding. That's the number one reason why restaurants fail is they don't have the funding to... Uh, let themselves let themselves take some losses in the first months. Absolutely, and and so this is another great question. So we talked about you cooking at home. We talked about you cooking, um, you know, obviously for your for your restaurant and for your food truck uh, and for your catering business. Not necessarily the food truck anymore. Um, but what would be your favorite place to eat in town? I mean, I feel like if I was a chef and I walked into a restaurant, I would be like, I don't know if I want to eat here necessarily. I don't know if the food's going to be good. Are you disappointed? Tell me what your favorite restaurants are and how hard is that to walk into a place knowing that the stuff you make is really, really good? People ask me about eating at restaurants all the time about uh, if you're, if, if, and all chefs get asked the same question, is it hard for you to eat at a restaurant? And it's really not. And we'll enjoy most things. And we're actually probably more lenient than most people are on restaurants, food and service because we know that you can have a tough day or we know that maybe the correct order didn't come in and you had to do something different on the menu or there's so many wrenches that get thrown in the process. I think chefs are actually more lenient. Plus, we're super happy that somebody else is cooking the food. <laughs> so we're going to enjoy whatever it is. Um, and my favorite place to eat in Charlotte, I think it, it has been for a while and I've uh, known Bruce Moffat, the Moffat Group, for a long time is uh, eating either over at uh, Barrington's down in Foxcroft or eating, if you want to go more casual, over at Good Food on Monfort for just a nice dinner. They put a lot of, they put a lot of heart and soul and thought into the food they create, and it shows. It also shows in the weight that you have to on Friday nights. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so other than that, tell us what's next. You know, uh, you're a visionary. It started a food truck, then it went into a, a really successful catering company has now parlayed into your own cafe. I know you're looking for other locations for your second Roots Cafe. What's next for Roots Catering, and, and, and what are we going to be able to see here in Charlotte? Uh, 
what we're looking for right now is uh, our next step is we're going to try to open some sort of event venue space. Uh, there's there's kind of a lack of that in Charlotte. Um, with the Roots Catering side of things, we're actually still we're still in the process of trying to kind of shake the food truck brand from from our brand because uh, and we don't necessarily want to tell we don't want to hide the fact that we used to be a food truck, but it does kind of um, it cheapens the image a little bit because folks visualize food truck they think the food should be less expensive things like that. However, the food that we're creating is I have fine dining background and a country club background. My executive chef has a fine dining background. Um, so does our event sales director. So once the food truck was done, we took all of our talents and uh, pushed them all into creating a fine dining experience for our catering clients. And uh, so we're now we want to we want to shake the food truck brand or shake the food truck stigma and jump into a much much higher level uh, catering side of things, and then also open ourselves an event space where we can have some of our own events. I would encourage everyone to check you out, man. Roots Cafe, Roots Catering. Uh, we've we've had the pleasure of of enjoying uh, the the service and the food and everything that you're producing, and uh, we we'd like to share with our listeners uh, how how in the world to get in touch with you, man, or or how or who to contact with your business if they're looking to do an event and and hire you and your company to do so. And, and again, if maybe you could list the address uh, once again for the cafe portion and, and uh, yeah, just let us know how to get a hold of you. Sure. For Roots Catering, you want to go to roots-catering.com. There's forms you can fill out there that will uh, put you in contact with one of our event team directly. Uh, we always get back to people within just a few hours, so we can take anything that's uh, – kind of last minute and we can take things that are uh, that are being planned a year out uh, so uh, that's roots-catering.com uh, and then for Roots Cafe we are behind Chipotle on South Boulevard the address is 2135 South End Drive uh, so that's right there in the heart of Dilworth and you can check us out at rootscafecft.com to see our menu and uh, our hours Excellent, man. Well, Craig, we appreciate you being here, and uh, you've done a great, you know, job with us and partnering with, you know, the Pink to Drink event, and just most recently Bourbon for Booty. Um, so, if you guys are ever doing an event, a wedding, this is the guy that will uh, will make your food the best there is. So, we appreciate your time, and uh, you guys go check them out. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Craig. Enjoy the weekend, buddy. You you've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group, with your host Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.